Um, episode five, um, before, during, after. Joined today by Matt Heaton, Canadian international, captain of rugby ATL, 28 years old, overall good bloke. How are you, Matt? Great five head. <laughs> yeah. um, mate, for people that don't know you, can I just give a quick introduction on yourself? Uh, yeah, you covered most of it. 20 yeah. years old, uh, Canadian international. Um, I think I got my first cap in 2017 against Japan, and then and I've been involved with it ever since. I uh, went to the World Cup this past year, which was pretty awesome. And then, uh, yeah, got, got thrown into the MLR and running the show for Rugby ATL. Perfect. Captain, eh? Big skip. Yeah, captain. Big skip, so- yeah. We'll go, we'll pull it back. Um, obviously, rugby's growing massively in Canada. Um, what age were you when you started playing? How did you get into it? Uh, I was 13, 14. Pretty girl in high school said, you know, you should play rugby. And I'd never even heard of the thing. I showed up and I saw Scrum and I went, nah, this isn't for me. Like, what the, what the hell is going on? Can I swear on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I said, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> I'm not playing this. And then uh, just stuck with it because I wanted to play American football. And then after playing American football and rugby, I said, you know what? I'm just going to stick with this rugby thing. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, didn't know that it was a professional sport until I was about 19. So pretty funny. But uh, yeah, so yeah. so kind of went through the age guys. And- Age grades, you play. Did you play for God Manchester or did you play St. Anne's all the time? <laughs> you don't just play for God Manchester, bud. It, uh, no, I did, uh, I did, I did Quebec. Um, they didn't have like an under 16, so I was like 16 years old playing under 18s, and then they moved under 18s to under 19s. And I don't know, it was a bit of a weird time, but yeah, I did that. I did uh, under 17s for Canada, I did under 19s, I did two years of under 20s, yeah. And then, yeah, and then uh, went to play for Bridge End for a bit. <laughs> yeah, but with the with the club, like, w- w- like obviously for people that are listening that don't know, I went over and played with Matt in Canada, hence how we know each other. Um, we played for SAB RFC, uh, St. Anne de Bellevue. Um, the DIE. <laughs> yeah, still got it tattooed on my leg to this day. Um, yeah, so you, you played, because obviously, you like you said, you went to the World Cup Two years for under twenties, eh? Yeah, I did. Uh, I was. I think it was the World Trophy for Tier Twos. Um, yeah, I did. My first year, we had a weird, random, like under nineteens tour. Of, I think we ended up. Where did we go? We just played like I don't know, Northampton Saints and stuff yeah. like that. Academy That's and cool, then yeah. something like that. Yeah, we just toured the UK, and then uh, I, I got selected to trial for under twenties a year early, and then I did well enough, and then. Yeah. Uh, did uh, did under twenties here? I think it was in Utah in the U.S. that year, and then the following year it was in Chile. We lost to Italy in the final the following year, so a bit of a gutted, but it's sports. But yeah, um, then like you said, obviously, um, me and you both packed our bags and came back, came back to Bridgend. <laughs> yeah, um, Bridgend. You had a couple of games uh, with my club, Bridgend Athletic. Um, yeah, the mighty Ath. Yeah, um, green and gold, baby. Um, picked up a couple of good drinking habits, and yeah, yeah, and then obviously you had the opportunity to go up and play in the national um, divisions in England. Um, I think was it a previous coach took you up there? 
Yeah, we had uh, for under twenties. We had Mike Shelley, who was our uh, our coach. Of, you know, Leeds, Leeds legend. And uh, he put the feelers out for me in and around the area in Yorkshire. And uh, I had a, had a good coach in uh, Mark Luffman there who scooped me up for Otley and kind of got me on my way a little bit. And then I ended up uh, going to Darlington Mountain Park. I had a little bit of a kind of brief kind of sniff around Doncaster and stuff in the championship, but yeah, championship, championship doesn't really suit me. I'm a little small light back row. So yeah it's a lot more set piece based so uh, um, i ended up just going through no i was just gonna say no i just decided to stay in the national leagues i had more fun and yeah it's better better rugby i think because tutor was over there as well eh? he like another yep. another saint dan's boy he was playing for doncaster um yep. and then yeah then you headed back um you headed well you did you head back now and what Ooh, took you I back uh well because canada we were struggling to qualify for the world cup so we we shit the bed on the first one against us but it, to be fair to us we had i don't know how many new coaches come in players are retiring and yeah. guys are coming out of retirement so we had a rough go um anyway and then we missed the first qualification and then we missed the second one so we had to go to the repishage oh yeah so, because they brought all of the canadian team back so you had like a yeah. proper camp, so you could actually qualify. Is that right? Well, we yeah, basically, we basically we we said, look, if you're not playing top level rugby consistently, we just want to get the majority of the team here training full time together. So they didn't want you know one guy at this club, one guy at that club, one guy in France, one guy in Italy, one guy here, like playing every random division, every random team in the world. They just said, no, get over here. We're gonna train together. We're gonna do so. The majority of the guys all kind of bought into that and I did the same I said you know I didn't want to be the team that didn't qualify for the world cup and then yeah. I was like it would always be one of those what ifs like yeah. what if I had what if I had just gone to BC and you know and don't get me wrong we have a beautiful facility we had a you know great it was just you know you're constantly on rugby tours and it gets a bit annoying flying from one end of the world to the other yeah. so yeah we, we bit the bullet we did it and then we ended up going to repushage qualifying and there we go who did so, you play in the in the qualifiers there uh, we Kenya, Germany, and Hong Kong. Hey mate, so. worst case, worst case, Germany could have qualified, and you could have played for them as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which uh, I told them on the piss up after. I was like, oh, it's like I could have played for you boys today too, and they were like, oh, why didn't you? We would have won. Right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it was good. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we would have won. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm not that good, mate. <laughs> nah. So yeah, obviously. Um, I think any uh, one growing up playing rugby, um, their dream is to represent their country. Um, when you've represented your country, you want to play at the pinnacle, which is at the World Cup. Um, yeah, the best countries all around the world playing the game that we love. Yeah, Talk us through it, mate. How was the experience? Did, how long did it take to sink in that you were going to the World Cup? Oh, wow. I had a wild ride in the lead up to it as well. It was uh, pretty, pretty stressful, but... It, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is the pinnacle of sport. And like, like you said, even like tier two nations, like for rugby, we don't really get the opportunity to play, or at least not all of us get the opportunity to play in like the top flight leagues. Like we had one guy last season who was in super rugby in a New Zealand franchise, which I don't think has ever happened before. Yeah. yeah Tyler Ardron. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, Tyler. And then uh, who else? Like, Jeff has got a few guys. Race. 
Yeah, Hassler and Arjun are both at the Ospreys, but it's very, it's like three or four guys in a in a squad who who get that opportunity. So um so for the rest of us who, you know, we we do it for a living, we just don't get to do it at at the you know top light, top level divisions. Uh the World Cup is our is our kind of one thing that we all strive to make. Um yeah, I think it was an under 20s. Mike Shelley said to me, I won't make the 2015 one because I'll probably be too young and inexperienced, but he said 2019 will be my year. So from 20, I was like, all right, 2019 is my year. And I just basically said that was it. And uh, yeah, it was, it was everything. I, you don't enjoy it as much in the moment because there's so much like stress and so much hype and you still got to play games and yeah. you know, it just the lead up to it. Like it's, everyone just thinks it's, ah, you know, you just rock up and, but there's like six months of living in a suitcase, flying, doing tour to tour and just trying to stay healthy, but while still having good performances, but not having too good because you don't want to fizz out. Like it's, uh, it's really like it's mentally it's pretty tough. But afterward, when I look back at it, I was like, man, that was one of the best, one of the best experiences in my life. And it was good too. like my family went, you know, Sierra, my missus went like, so I got to share it. And then a lot of people from my hometown from Ormstown. Yeah. Um, they went as well so it's kind of cool like to, to experience that with like a lot of people I knew and a lot of friends and family so yeah yeah it's it good I remember Facebook was full of um, of our well, my Canadian friends going to the World yeah. Cup and, and supporting the boys yeah. you were the only boy from <laughs> Quebec like um, uh, do you remember do you remember Benoit do you remember Benoit mm. from St. Anne's Benoit yes, Piffereau he was, he was a French yes. I don't know I don't know I, he might have been the season before I don't know you yeah, showed no, up, but he uh, he played at St. Anne's as well, so he was oh, uh, so yeah, he was there as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, now it was good. So we'll stick with the World Cup. Who's in your group? Who's in your group? Uh, easy, mate. We had uh, New Zealand, <laughs> South Africa, uh, Italy, and Namibia. Yeah, like mate. Well, New Zealand obviously going in as going in as favourites. Um, yeah, easy. South Africa because... just they're just not they weren't human that year, were they? Nah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was funny. And then uh, Italy was like a we just weren't really prepared. I'm surprised you don't remember it. I uh, my f- like first involvement in the Italy game. So like you know when you're coming, I was coming off the bench, so I was like, all right, you know, I figured my coach likes to use me at around 50 minutes, 60 minutes to kind of defensive presence just kind of settle the game a little bit just you know make tackles and get stuck into rucks and uh the other flanker like yeah be a pest the other flanker like busted his finger up so he's like all right going in i was like oh mentally i was not prepared to go in because it like finally it punched in that i was like oh my god there's millions of people watching this game right now yeah i got in and like my first involvement Ty Ardron makes a line break 2v1 and instead of like just giving me the easy pass he goes to offload and I just completely overran it and I dropped the ball it was a it was a sure run-in try I I was like I was like oh my god I was like first touch in the world cup I dropped it and I was like you know what I can't do any fucking worse now exactly the only way is up from that eh yeah, that's basically what I said. So I know I got a few turnovers and stuff put a few big hits in later like you know all in all like my game wasn't that bad except for the drop what, try, what was the final I made, I made oh, I was like 40 something to 15 or 16. Oh, there we go. Mate, if that wasn't going to change if, the game. Yeah, it was weird because if I would have done it, it would have brought us closer at halftime, but I still think we left ourselves too much to do. It was, we just weren't really prepared going into it, you know, the whole preparation with like the World Cup camp and stuff. And 
being qualified really late. And then we had guys coming in and I was, yeah, we just were not prepared. Yeah. Then uh, New Zealand, New Zealand game was what it was. There's not much we can do about that. Yeah. Um, Mate, then, there's, uh, uh, like you said, you, you, you've, uh, you're a professional, you know, you do rugby as a living, but there's not only one opportunity you're going to get to play against the likes mm. of all those mm. New Zealand internationals. And, um, Oh, it was, it was amazing. Like playing against them because you realize like, you know, they are great players, but it, it physically one, one, you know what I mean? One man for another is not any different to you. It's yeah, just like how they, 100%, all, how, yeah, 100%. how they all play together was really the big thing. And I was like, wow, you know, like by the end of the game, I'm starting to realize, you know, when Sonny Bill is going for an offload or when he's just going to carry hard. Yeah. Oh. Just like on the ways his body language. And then I was like, well, that's why they're so much better. They, they do this every week and they realize, oh, Sonny's going for an offload. His elbows are tucked in and he's running upright. Yeah. So then Jack Goodhue's on his shoulder. <laughs> There's the offload. Yeah. Oh, and, no, and, Sonny's going to deck. Like, you know. Yeah. And, and they're playing in Super Rugby week in, week out, either with or against each other as well, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. so, yeah, mate, there's... um. Yeah, like I said, that's a massive talking point. Um, who 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 played seven for New Zealand? Who played seven for South Africa when you played seven? Uh, it was uh, Matt Todd yeah. and Quaha. Yeah. Quaha, I can't remember his, how does he say his last name. Is it Quaha? Oh, I can't remember his last name. Yeah, I would never. I just remember his first name. This is yeah. the weird. Uh, he played sevens for um, SA for a bit. Yeah. yeah. Good, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a great experience. South Africa was a, a really good one, too. I, was, I scored my first uh, international try against SA. Second half, too, I think it was only, like, they pumped us, like, first half 40 nil, And then second half, I think we came, we kicked a few penalties, I scored, and then all of a sudden the game was, like, we would have, if we kept that scoreline, it was, like, 13 to, to 20 or something. So yeah. it was, like, you know, fair enough. We can show that we can be competitive. We're just... Yeah, you know, we're just inexperienced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Do it How, how's um next? When's the next World Cup now? Two years? Four years? 20, 2023. Yeah, two years. You reckon you got another yeah. World Cup in you? Yeah, I still got one. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I'm just thinking about it now. Obviously, um, the major leagues in America now. What, how much? How many of the boys are involved in, in that comp? Majority. Yeah, see, there's only there's only like four or five guys in a different comp this year. Yeah, so you'll all be playing against each other. You're all doing it week in week out at a good yeah. level. Well, what's the actually, what's the the standard? Obviously, um, we were talking previously. You got like um, Adam Ashley Cooper, um, Matt Gitto. They're all playing in this league, so there's some big names, and and it's everybody that's looking for that opportunity. So the standard would be pretty high. Yeah, it's it's very physical. Like everybody in this league is an athlete, so it's it's American league. So everybody in here can you know <laughs> bench two hundred kilos and you know yeah. sprint uh, sprint like a sub five second forty meter. Like everybody's a freak athlete, and they're all everything they do is very technical. I've noticed this. So like when they do a ruck clear out, it's really technical. Yeah. But they might not know if it's their job to clear that ruck out or not. So that's yeah. the difference. So, so the, what's uh, the Keeping hydrated, big game today. Um, The so the teams are made up of obviously American internationals, Canadian internationals. Is there a rule on how many imports you can have per team on that? Yeah, I think you're only allowed ten imports on a match day. 
Yeah, which is so, almost good. Which yeah. is like quite a bit, but they they need to like if you do the math, there's just not enough good rugby players in oh. Canada and US to to like we're at 13 teams this year, which you know if you've got a squad of about 35 guys, 10 of them can be that. You need roughly yeah, I mean, you know you can have more, but you know on a match day you need at least 10. I don't know in a squad how many how many foreigners you're allowed, but but if you're going to grow if, the yeah. game, you're going to need those imports, mate. You're going to need yeah, exactly. Imports. And and you know the teams are getting pushed now to have academies. Like we've got a full time kind of academy as well that yeah. the guys come through, and if they're not getting, if they're not going to get game time with like our full strength side. They'll go down, and they'll they'll train, and they'll play at the academy side. So like we're developing our own players, which I think yeah. is really important. Well, uh, you have I, to. And without saying the wrong way, like not not for you, for example, but just let's go. Is it the Giltinis, for example? If they had an yep. academy, and they had an American number ten, and they're tr- he's trying to coach the the academy player, he's not going to learn yeah. as much as he's going to from you know Ad, Adam Ashley yeah. Cooper or Matt Gill. I keep using that yeah, exactly. as an example, but um, yeah. So we yeah. we've got like same with us. We've got Kirk Coleman is our 10 who's played super rugby as well. And that's oh, exactly yeah. what he does. He's academy coach. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So like, that's, you know, kind of the way we're doing it. And, What's uh, a, yeah, what do you like? Obviously America sevens, um, you know, they're probably up in the top four every year now. What, what do you reckon they'll be like come next world cup? So, or like just the full US Eagles? USA. Like are they, are they recruiting a lot of ex um, American footballers and, and stuff? They've they've got a I think I'm not a hundred percent certain, but Glendale, one of the teams left the MLR and they've now like got a full time project where they try and convert guys who are, you know, American football players, try and convert them into rugby. I think like Odell Beckham Jr.'s cousin or someone is is doing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're all freaks in the gym, you know, they all bench like five hundred five hundred plus, you know, kilos and things like that. But uh So you know they, yeah, yeah. they, yeah, exactly. You know, you watch them like do footwork drills and stuff, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, but you know, it's obviously they got to learn the game. You got to play the game to learn the game. So exactly, I mean, uh, they're doing the right thing, but yeah. yeah so. so, so how many is rugby ATL new franchise in, in the comp? Second year. So yeah, last year was our first like inaugural season. Went yeah. went relatively well, and then. You know, you're always when you go to a new team. You know, it's always a new environment, and this time it was a new, like a brand new team. Yeah. Like they were still fixing the gym up when I showed up last season, so I grabbed a paintbrush and Hooked started in. painting the walls and things like that. So yeah. Oh mate, if like I guess um, I think I heard you said this the other day actually. Like when you start a new franchise, they can kind of make it their own. You make it whatever you want to be. Yeah, we, that's yeah. that's literally what our my myself and the other co-captain is. We keep kind of driving is you know, we can make this whatever we want it to be. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of the team culture we're trying to build the kind of work ethic that we're trying to build as well. Like the level of professionalism, because a lot of guys like who come into this league, they come straight out of college yeah, where every aspect of their life is run by a coach or run by the, the school. So you, you have to tell guys, Hey, you need to sleep eight hours a night. Hey, you need to eat food throughout the yeah. day. You know what I mean? And, and that doesn't mean stopping for, you know, a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not against a, a treat meal every once in a while, but it's like, you know, you can't show up and do your job properly at training. If you've got, you know, wiping chicken grease off your face. <laughs> what's, what's, so, what's an average day look, look like for you boys at the club? Like, you like, 
I'm assuming now dietitians, um, two days on the field, uh, two sessions on the field, one in the gym, or is it a little bit yeah. back from that? Or it uh, it depends on the week. If it's a shorter week or a longer week, but typical like a big day for us, we'll have uh, a morning session which is just a little bit more like clarity based. So it'll still, we'll still be running and, and doing things, but it'll just be, uh, yeah, it'll be like, you know, we're going to run these line outs in this zone. And then this is like the pattern we're running off of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it might be like a specific thing on kickoff or something we want to do like this, you know, we're going to run to kick this week or we're going to go one phase exit or we're going to do this yeah. So you kind of just install everything. It's good to go. You know, we do our lineouts and stuff forwards, backs, yeah, through there, and then, uh, some, some weeks we'll have gym right after some weeks it'll be break, or uh, food, then afternoon session and then gym. Um, we're in a really strange position because to keep, because of the border thing right now with COVID, um, yeah. Toronto, Toronto has a team, the MLR, yeah. but the they, arrows. they've now, yeah, the arrows there, funnily enough, they're based here in Atlanta. Yeah. So they share our facility. So like our schedules are completely opposite. And I know a bunch of the boys are all the Canadian boys. And I'm yeah. like, Hey, what are you guys up to tonight? And they're like, well, we've got training. I was like, Oh yeah, that's true. We had training this morning. So yeah, so that makes sense. Just, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, it's hard on them. Bit. It's going to yeah. be hard for them though. They're, they're going to have a hard because it was so short notice and like, you know, the whole COVID thing, the whole thing with COVID is nobody knows from week to week what the laws are, what's happening yeah. with travel and vaccines. And you can you have crowds so and stuff for the game? Uh, yes, but we have a limited capacity. I think right now it's 25, but Georgia, the state just lifted all COVID bans. So I think it's 25, really up to as in 25 people. Percent, percent, percent. Oh, I was thinking, yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those, those tickets be going for gold dust, yeah, yeah. No, and then uh, Georgia just lifted all their kind of state mandates, so like it's up to the venue now if, if you have to wear a mask or not, or if you have to. So hopefully, it, it starts creeping back to normal, but I don't know. Nobody yeah, knows. We're, we're um, we're pretty blessed out here, and I don't think people in Australia realize how lucky we are like you know even yeah. our local comps went ahead last year when it all we had the outbreak uh, yeah and, and mate, i think we've, we've never had a case out yet um and we're back to no restrictions at all um so it's very very yeah. lucky i think we've had two weeks lockdown three weeks lockdown like right at the beginning last march yeah, yeah. and the only difference for me was we had, couldn't stand up at the pub and <laughs> that, that yeah, was we, uh, the pub loved it because then i was just falling asleep and going home anyway <laughs> not dancing on any tables or anything yeah so. uh, yeah we we had it pretty bad in canada and uh, it's just like i don't i don't know without getting too into it and too political it just was not run very well yeah like yeah. from a government level like from a provincial federal provincial level Everybody thought they had the answer and they thought their way was the best way. Turns out nobody did the right thing right, whatsoever. Yeah. And, and the they're UK. still, yeah, the ah, yeah. but now the UK seems to have just gone, you know what we're giving up, like, yeah. which I think at this point is probably the best thing because Montreal's like having riots again, because yeah, they've gone yeah. back into a curfew. Like they, <laughs> <laughs> gets me going every yeah time. i know we won't get into it too much but i see like the uk yeah. they've opened the pubs back up this week like but the first yeah. lockdown you were allowed to go to the pub you weren't allowed to drink alcohol like that's bizarre yeah. so obviously everyone's gonna go to the pub and then go to a house party um yeah. 
Or drink in the streets. Yeah, do you, you know, <laughs> like as soon as you see your friends, you're gonna end up having a beer. You haven't seen them for so long, and now they've been locked down for so long, things are going wild. Um, but now they've opened the pubs, and you can drink and stuff. But you can't go to the gym. Do you mean the gyms aren't like baffles me? Absolutely baffles me. I'm very, very lucky. I'm over here, and uh, yeah, I've probably been yeah. talking. Same, the same with me too. Like I speak to when I speak to Sierra, on I, I feel bad saying like, oh, you know, we're went for food or something like that because you take it for granted like that oh. just going to a restaurant yeah well I, like, i'm awful you know. mate. i'm awful i bring my mom <laughs> and i'm like what are you up to today and she's like oh, what are you doing i'm just like oh i've just been uh, you know for a run the gym yeah you know been out for some dinner with a couple of friends at a barbecue what about you she's like oh i ventured out to the back garden yeah, um, yeah. and then i went into the living room we're on lockdown i'm like yeah, do you know what I mean like you forget? Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I'm meant to be getting married in six weeks. <laughs> six weeks, yeah. And um, six weeks. Remember, in, I think somewhere like April, May, sec, first week of June. Um, like remember in the UK when we were originally getting married? Yeah. Because um, you had a wedding the week after, didn't you? So obviously that's yeah, probably the UK, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, changes yeah. every week. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so obviously we're getting married over a year now. Um, it'll just be a player week by week, but I think we'll be fine to have a couple of Aussies there. But unfortunately, no overseas friends or family, probably, um, which is a bit strange, but right, not the only ones, though. Yeah, so. it, it, oh, yeah, mate, it's all about me if you haven't noticed. Um, <laughs> nah, exactly, mate. So, when are you getting married, actually? Is that have you put a date on 20, it or are you just holding off because of all this? 20, 2022, and I, uh, I should know the date. <laughs> we, we just got it settled. <laughs> hey, Sierra, uh, yeah, don't listen to this part. Yeah, Sierra, <laughs> don't listen to this part. Uh, yeah, in August next summer. So, in, uh, yeah, we just got a venue kind of sorted and everything. So, nice. it's happening. It's coming quick. I get, uh, she she's on my case every day to, what do you think of this? And have you researched that? And are you going to look at these? And I'm like, no, oh, man. We, we are the worst. We are the worst. So we booked a, a venue. We don't, we've never seen the venue. We've just done it. We've just seen it online because obviously COVID, we were like, right, we'll just, yeah, go yeah. it's about a 10 hour drive from us. So we were like, now nah, we'll get married there. Thea went out last night for a friend's birthday. They'd all, they've already booked like their apartments where they're going for the week. We haven't even booked our accommodation or anything. Um, yeah, we're, we're very laid back, but it'll, it'll be a good surprise for the day because we don't know what to expect either. We're leaving it all in the wedding planner's hands, you know? There you go. Uh, yeah. It's just up relax on there. How's Sierra? She's good? Yeah, she's good. Well, as good as you can be. You can, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean... Part of the thing about playing in the MLR was it, it was convenient for us, like two hour flight for her to come and visit. But yeah. now it's now we do the old virtual thing, you know, we each cook our dinner, sit down, put FaceTime on, <laughs> pretend yeah. I'm home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, she's been good. You've been traveling for a fair few years playing yeah. rugby and she's been yeah. through the thick and thin with you. And yeah, she's yeah. a good girl. Um, yeah, go back into the, to the comp. So how many teams in the Western division? How many teams in the Eastern division? Uh, 13 teams. I think the West has an extra because we were supposed to have another one this one. So, uh, whatever that makes it, seven and six. I don't know. Yeah, seven, six. I'm a dollar. Uh, dollar. 
yeah, so seven and six. Um, as we said, it I think it goes into quarters, semis, and final. Like it all goes into one. I don't know how it really works. And uh, I think top two play across, and then uh, and it just goes to the big grand final. Yeah, who's 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 odds on favorite at the moment? Obviously us. <laughs> Your favourites in the Western Division? No, I don't. No, no, we're in the East. Um, oh, <laughs> nice, George. Um, nice, George. Um, yeah, I think in the West, I mean, ah, it's so tough to say. Like, I mean, you'd, you'd have to look at Giltinis and think that, you know, it's, it's kind of some of the firepower that they brought in. Yeah. They're going to be good, but it's just going to be whether they can last because uh, we're only a few games in now. So they've got to last another. In 12 games, yeah, so um, we'll see. So, obviously, we've mentioned Adam Ashley Cooper, Matt Gitto. They got any other big names in there? Or they all, um, um, I think they've got Billy a few. They got a Billy Meeks, I think his name is, yeah, Bill Meeks, yeah, but I think he's, I think he might be out. He might be, yeah, he's now. seen, he, I've seen, um, I actually tried to get him to come on this podcast, but I think he's broken his eye socket or something. Um, so if you listen to this, Bill, you want to reply to my message, um. <laughs> Um, yeah, so obviously they're favourites there. Um, yeah, anyone can beat them in the day. They're growing the game. It's getting massive. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's it. Like, you know, we kind of had an extended preseason, or not extended, a, a expedited. It was pretty rushed. So, like, teams didn't really – they're just starting to find their kind of rhythm right now. Yeah. So you can't really take like you know a team's first two or three performances and say like ah this is as good as they are like they're not going to get any better than that. Yeah. yeah. Because who's, teams. Go on. No, I was just going to say like you know just teams aren't. Who's coaching really your prepared. team? Who's coaching rugby ATL? We've got uh, head coach is an American guy named Scott Lawrence. He's got a good coaching pedigree like here in the U.S. And, yeah. Uh, he's run very you know successful college programs and under 20s programs for the US. I think he was involved with the Eagles a little bit, but I, I rate him quite the way he runs stuff. Like he's very, yeah, he's very organized. He's very, you know, he's uh what's the he's very professional. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. And uh we got Steve Brett as our attack coach. Yep. He played super rugby and played over in uh, top 14. He was yeah 10. He's a QE he's, he's a good attack coach. And then our forge coach is a guy named Blake Bradford, he's done some U.S. All-American stuff. Uh, South African, he's, I rate him as well. I think he's a really good coach as well. So, good, yeah, we've got good coaching stuff. So, it's just, uh, yeah, putting it all together now. Yeah. Um, like we touched on earlier, I'll go back to the Guiltinis. I think, is it it's Scott Coleman? He's coaching there. Is Scott Coleman? Yeah, his brother's the... Dan? 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 Scott? I don't oh, know. Oh, Darren Coleman. Darren Coleman. Darren, Darren, Darren. Yeah, sorry. Daza. Yeah, <laughs> now his his brother, um, like I said, they've got the pubs here in town actually. And his other brother coaches um Newcastle Wildfire in the shoot shield. And obviously Darren's taken um a lot of players over to, from the shoot shield over there, um after after winning the shoot shield. So yeah, those Aussies boys would be um bringing a fair bit of yeah. experience and depth. But yeah, like I said, yeah. if we keep going back to it, it all adds up to the comp. <laughs> Um, yeah. what's so we'll, we'll move, I guess, looking into the future. You're getting married, you got a world cup in, in sight. What, what's the plan for you? What's, what's the plan to get to that world cup? Stick, stick a rugby ATL, you loving it? Yeah, it's good. It's uh, it's given me a new you know, because I got kind of 
I didn't get made captain, but kind of ended up stepping into this leadership role. So yeah. you kind of had to grow up. You grew up pretty quick. So I used to be the guy, you know, I would, you know, do the, go through the motions, but I'd be out on the piss of the boys. And now I'm like, well, you know, yeah. we got a weekend off this weekend. So, you know what I mean? It's like, now I got to pick and choose my battles and things like that. So no, it's just stepping into this role. It's, you know, kind of forced me to raise my, raise my level of professionalism a little bit. And now it's, it's kind of, uh, it's, uh, you don't realize like how much guys kind of rely on you and like look yeah. to you for examples all the time. So like, I can never have a flat day or I can't have a day in the gym where I'm like, ah, you know, I can't be ours to this because everybody's literally watching me. Yeah. And if I can't be ours, then somebody else can't be, yeah. and, you know, it just kind of, it's a, a knock on. So I've often, small group. Yeah. yeah, small group. Yeah. Often so it's contagious. Yeah, exactly. I, that's, that's what I keep saying in training is like, you know, if, if you're carrying the ball, you know, I would say give a shit because it's contagious. Somebody sees you running in at full goo, you know, somebody's going to fly into that ruck at full goo. The yeah. pass is going to come out crisper and faster. Like everything is going to get better. So that's always my, my motto. So yeah, it's just kind of adjusting to, to my new role as a more mature player, um, yeah. even though I'm only 28 years old, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, exactly. You're doing a good from uh, from all accounts. I spoke to a couple of people and they said that they've noticed a big difference and um, you've taken it to uh, taken to a well, mate. So congratulations. I I hope obviously you get a you get a good good season ahead. What's the go with um, Canada camps and stuff? Do you guys still meet up once a year or have you got any games lined up or? Ah man, it's the COVID things making it difficult. But we we had a camp in November where we just kind of touch base and kind of got all the guys who are based in Canada together. And we just kind of had like a little inner squad and, and stuff like that, just to make sure the boys are still, you know, keeping rugby on the back burner somehow. Um, yeah. It was all right. It was good. It was, I was actually really excited to see like a lot of that. So we're basically uh, in the rebuilding phase now. So yeah, retired yeah. a bunch of a uh, couple of the older boys and, Who, you know, filtered. Go on. Who's coaching? Um, Who's coaching Kingsley Jones still? Kingsley, yeah. And Rob Howley. Rob yeah. Howley? Yeah. Man. Attack coach. Yeah, it's good. The, uh... You managed to meet him yet? Yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he was there in November and he's actually coaching the Arrows as well. So I bump into oh, him every once in a while. He's a Bridgend boy. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, so first. he, um, so where the, where the AF club was. Yeah, there was a cafe across the road. I think him and his him and his wife owned that, or or did okay. I'm, I'm obviously not too sure now. But yeah, he's a Brintig boy. Went to the same school as us. Obviously, probably one of the best scrum half Wales I've ever seen, and played for the Lions and and everything else. Yeah. Got a good coaching record. Obviously, a fair bit gone on, but um, over the last year or two. But I think obviously now he's joined Canada. That'll be that'll be another massive asset. You know, he's coached the Lions at the end of the day. Yeah, he's oh, he's, he he's great. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, I just, so far he's come in and everything he said has been like, yeah, you know what? That's, yeah, it's good. And I think the biggest thing with Canada is just getting some consistency in the coaches. Yeah. So we'd, yeah, we'd have a tour and it would be like, oh, you know, we get, uh, you know, Jason Strange. I think, he, I don't know who he was coaching at the time. He's Welsh. Yeah. As well. And he'd come in and do one, one tour and then we get, you know, Griff Reese would come in and do another tour. And then, uh, you know, we've got you know, Phil Mack running it one tour. So it's like, a, 
every tour yeah. is a different coach and you just don't get any consistency. It's the same with the scrums of the, the forwards. And so then Kingsley tried to take on a little bit too much to get some consistency. And he's trying to be the, you know, the forwards coach, the backs coach, the line out, the scrum, the this and yeah. that. And he just spread himself too thin. And it was like, finally, like it's, we're glad we've got Rob because it's now he's the, he's the attack coach. He's, he's going to be the attack coach through the world cup. That's, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's set in stone. That's good. We've got Jamie Jones would have changed the, the environment massively, would he? Um, oh, dude, hugely. And, and yeah, and it's it's funny because you know I don't know like Canadian rugby politics. Everybody like hates when foreigners come in and they're like, Man, we should get a Canadian. But I was like, you, know, you can't get a Canadian because there's never been a Canadian professional league. You know, Kingsley did a really good job of learning the landscape, so he learned like where the players came from. And I think the biggest thing he said is there's no pathway. There's no way for a kid in under 20s, you know, player, a kid from a province to, to make it through if they don't go through all the age grades or something like that. So he's kind of built a, a development pathway. They're starting to get the universities more involved. Um, he's come in and kind of like restructured some of some of things like that. And then now he's like put a huge emphasis on just playing in the MLR. Yeah. He's like, I want all my players playing in the same competition against each other. Um, so I actually, I, I really rate Kings. I think he's done a lot of really good. Oh, so. mate, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'll, um, he'll do massive things over there. And next World yeah. Cup, mate, be flying. Where is the next World Fran- Cup? France? Yeah. France, 2023. Yeah, I'll be there. Ooh. Nice. Playing. Playing? For Australia. For who? Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, nah, sweet. So, yeah, mate, you, you obviously got some realistic goals there, World Cup. A um, couple of big years coming up for you. Um, as I said, this podcast is before, during, and after. Rugby doesn't last forever, mate, unfortunately. Um, well, especially as a professional career, um, unless you go into coaching. Um, you said you're doing a bit of academy coaching and stuff there. What's the, what's the, is there much of a plan in the, at the moment or, or not really? You haven't thought about it too much. Uh, no, I don't, I'm not going to be a rugby coach. I know that already. I like playing the game, but I don't know. I just, coaching doesn't get me very excited. I'd rather yeah. just continue playing the game, just play like beer league, you know, St. Anne de Bellevue. Yeah, it's not smoking, a beer league. Smoking, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> smoking ciggies and drinking lagers on the sideline before it's they send me Patch Blue Ribbon? Yeah, I'm in America right. now. Actually, because um, Adam Kaplan messaged me literally last week yeah asking for party say can we get some paps blue ribbon party shirts for heaton's bucks like it's it's stag stag party so oh i probably ruined the surprise there probably ruined it yeah um, (laughs) uh, you You speak to the uh, boys much thomas and uh and everybody else yeah yeah Yeah, for sure yeah did charles ever uh, charles eh? did he ever end up getting a gig in mlr or anything like that Nope, he's uh, slugging away at university, and uh, yeah. So, rugby's on no, the he, I don't think. He, yeah, I don't think rugby's very. Yeah, you know, it chews some people up and spits them out, and uh, he had a rough go with it, and you know, there's a lot of stress with it sometimes. So I think he was just kind of like, man, I'll just play for fun for a bit. So that's yeah, what no, it is. he's a good player. If he ever wants, he's to come, good. Yeah. If he ever wants to come to Australia for a, a year or two, tell him to hit me up. Nice. Um. Yeah, mate. So. Uh, I don't really have too much uh, stuff to touch on, really. Um, like I said, yeah, it was just the life after sport, really. Um, you're not going into coaching. You still do a bit of CrossFit, all that sort of stuff. Um, 
still do a bit for fun, but yeah, no, I, uh, no, not, not so much anymore. I mean, I don't really have time, but I, uh, yeah, I kind of like looked at, because I did think of going back to, uh, back to school to do exercise science. And I was like, you know, again, I like playing the sport. I don't think I would like, you know what I mean? Hmm. Being in and yeah. And I like when you've done it for so long, like no offense, like I love it. It's great, but I don't want to fly across the world you know when i'm kind of trying to settle down i've done it all already yeah, yeah, I, mean, I don't yeah, i don't want to yeah. i don't want to keep doing it um so i actually just kind of like thought and said you know what i grew up on a farm i mean you've been to the farm you best you've, farm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> best farmhand we've ever had <laughs> remember the time when i my, what was my uh, job yeah. to put down the wired fence I don't even know what you're supposed to do anymore, but you somehow managed to tear the entire fence down and wrap it around the wheel of the quad. quad yeah. And then, and then you couldn't figure out why the quad wasn't driving. So you just had a nap in the field while everybody walked like half a kilometer to find you. Ah, the good old days. And, um, and then I, and then the other, it was probably a couple of hours after I drove the quad flying down the road and went through the electric fence and nearly cut my head off. Yeah. If it was a couple of inches higher. Good yeah. time. Good times. Good times. Safe. Um, Safe. Yeah. So go back. Um, you're on the farm. Yeah. No, I was, you know, I grew up working on a farm. I grew up working on my hands. So I said, you know, go into the construction. Um, and then I did that summer. Do you remember when you worked with Alex and doing the tree work? Oh, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So I did that the following year and I like actually climbed a little bit. So I kind of got used to working at heights and things like that. And then I have a family friend who uh, he works for elevator installation company. So it's, uh, kind of high skill a little bit of high stress uh you work on a team you work with your hands there's a lot of learning on the job so i was like you know i need a certain amount of physical work every day i need a certain amount of like mental and i just love the banter of working with the boys so i said you know what going in construction and probably going into that is the best thing for me so i'm actually really excited for it because you know it'll be kind of like a new little challenge for me so yeah stick to what you know exactly mate good to see you planning in the future and Look, he said um, these next few years are going to be massive for you. And um, obviously, hopefully, I'll catch up with you um, a bit more often than we have been. And best of luck with it all. Thanks for coming on. Hey, guys. Um, if you're still listening, big thanks. I hope you enjoyed. This podcast is brought to you by Goosey Sports for all of your team wear needs. Um, please like, share, and spread the word about this podcast so we can keep it going and keep growing. Thanks again. Bye.